Drive him there yourself, Frank, is what I'd be doing. Gallagher's working his way out of the door. That wasn't a foul, was it, on Ricardo Richardson? But Bolly not turning up to training today at Wolves because he wants to move to, to Forest. I'm like, what's going on? He, he got an F in <laughs> art and the art teacher was his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Panenka Weekly, the surprisingly succulent <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and today it's episode number four, looking back at a record equaling Panenka Weekend. Have we just carried on? Yeah, we just... Yeah, that, yeah, is, all right. that is the, that's that's staying the intro. In. That's not even getting yeah, edited, that is. one. That one's staying in. <laughs> and as you can hear, an unchanged lineup from us this week, as alongside me once again, we do have Rory... And we have, as you've just heard, Sean. Sean, how are you? Very good. Thank you, Rich. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I am absolutely feeling great, perfect, not rushed in to record this whatsoever. I feeling feel like good. we're all struggling a bit today, aren't we? I went to Victoria's yesterday. So I'm struggling a little bit. Rory was away in Birmingham and you've just had a 15-hour drive. Yeah, what is um, I what is Victoria's? I'm glad you asked that. Thank you, Rich. Um, Victoria's, <laughs> Victoria's <laughs> is a festival in South Sea, Portsmouth. As you know, I love my festivals, so um, it was quite good. It was nice and cheap. You know, there wasn't many people there. It wasn't claustrophobic at all, and I knew all the acts, so it was brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Big into uh, the music scene, aren't you? Vibe into Sam Fender, were you, you, Sean? Sam Fender was there, yeah. I was going to say, I did did see somebody else. It was really good. It was really good, to be fair. Absolutely excellent. And as you've just heard there then as well, chiming in was, of course, Rory. Rory, how are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you, mate. Very, very well. Enjoying the long weekend, as I'm sure many of our listeners are, um, and I guess I'm uh, looking forward to getting into this week's football action. We get a double header, don't we, this week? We do. It is our first. I was going to come on to that. It's our first bit of change of uh, speed for us because we've got our first midweek fixtures coming up this time around. So we're going to have to think about how we bring that in with our predictions and everything. But I'm sure we'll be able to navigate that. Uh, do you want to tell us what you've been up to, though, Rory? Yeah, I went to the 100 yesterday in Birmingham. Um, anybody that's not familiar, it's basically a domestic cricket tournament based in England. And Wales, I suppose I should say, we've got a team as well. But yeah, really good fun. I'd highly recommend uh, to anybody that's looking for a good day out um, the likes a sport other than football. Lovely stuff indeed. As always then, the agenda for today's episode, as we've done in the previous three, is that we will start off by looking back at the previous weekend of Premier League action. I touched upon it. It was a record equaling Premier League weekend, wasn't it, Rory? Absolutely brilliant. Finally, we got something to shout about on this episode. (laughs) Yeah, jumping ahead a little bit, but as you've probably already gathered, Rory and I are both Liverpool fans, and finally, we've got something to smile about, and it won't be us moping about the recording for the whole time. But let's start. Let's go back. Let's think back to Saturday. There wasn't that much moping to be found. I think we did quite well with it. But yeah, we've won this weekend, so we're going to be much chirpier. Um, let's go back to Saturday and the early kickoff for our first game. And it was Manchester United away at Southampton and coming away with another win, a 1-0 in what was a pretty boring match, if I was to sum it up. What did you make of it, though? Tigs. Yeah, exactly what you said. Poor match, really. United have the same problems that they've had all season. They just happen to win. I don't think they're out of their mire yet. They need someone up front. 
Martinez will still get found out by the bigger teams. I think they're still going to struggle. Yeah, Take the Martinez that. thing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> coming from a Villa fan. We'll come on to that later. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, I think the Martinez thing is an interesting point, actually. He's had, obviously, there two very good games, hasn't he? But I think even before that in the Brentford game, you maybe saw that there is still maybe question marks about him. I think United fans seem to have taken to him quite well, though, in these past two games. Are they out of that mire? Is this a temporary thing? How will they get on when they go and you know, play against a functioning team. Mm. I guess there's still some question marks, but a I big so. turnaround from but the Ten one thing Hag. I will say, sorry, is it's quite brave. I quite like the Ten Hag stayed with him. Stuck by yeah. his laurels and still played him. And he, he played well in the last two games, isn't he? I think two yeah. minimum matches. I think he's rewarded him. And and like mm-hmm. Rich said a minute ago, I think fans really have taken to him. Um, I mean, he's, he's passionate, if nothing else. I mean, I, I yeah. probably say that as a very loose phrase, but... I mean, he, he seemed to play a lot better on Saturday. I wouldn't have had any complaints if, if I, God, ever bid I'm about to say it, if I was a Man United fan. Um, I don't <laughs> think, you know, really you could fault much that he did on Saturday. I thought he was really good against Che Adams, who's a fair old handful at times, isn't he? Yeah, in good form at the moment as well, isn't he, as well? I think he's, Martinez seems to have a bit of grit about him, a bit of housery, to leave the first part of that word out of it. And to be honest, if you think about everything that United lacked against Brentford... He's showing all those things that people were coming out and saying that I remember. Do you remember when Hannibal came on against Liverpool and just started around, <laughs> going around kicking people? And United fans were like, "Yes, that's what we need." We Gary Neville that. was lauding it. It's not what they needed, but actually, it it was contrasting everything they that they didn't have, lacking all that fight. And he's shown a bit of fight and a bit of, um, yeah, the darker arts, which I think will help them. I think it will be useful. And they, they need came a striker, away with that win, didn't they? Yeah, they do seem to. I think. Uh, what, what do you? Make, I don't know if we've talked about it in too much detail, but what do you make of the whole Ronaldo on the bench thing? I think it's just poisoning the whole group at this point. He clearly wants to go. You never know what we hear if that's correct, do you? But it seems pretty spot on coming out the camp that he wants to go. He doesn't want to be there. He's on half a million a week. I think just for everyone involved, he has to go. Do you think the problem is... Sorry, do you think the problem here is that he doesn't have... Where does he go? Because if there was an obvious destination for him, I think he would have gone. But I think the problem might be that where does he go from this point? Which, like, yeah. What team would take him on those wages? That's the and issue, isn't it? maybe they're going to be stuck with him, yeah. I think the wages are more the issue. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a great player, isn't he? But, but at the same time, he's a short-term fix for whoever takes him. You know, you look at yeah. some of the teams that maybe could take a punt on him. There's been talk of sport in Lisbon for, for obvious reasons, but you're looking at maybe a secondary team in France. There's probably not really one. Maybe a secondary team like Dortmund in Germany. Again, I'm not sure I can really see it. He can't really go back to Spain because it'd have to be sort of Atletico Madrid or Barcelona. I don't think Real Madrid are going to have him back, and they, those two are never going to happen. It's like you're just really scratching around for where he could possibly go. You know, maybe an Inter it's Milan a bit about or something Napoli. like that. Yeah, yeah sort sure. of like that. It's almost like he's just going to every Champions League team, see which one he'll take him. But like you said, yeah. you're paying, what is he, the second highest paid player in the world, probably? Or maybe third or fourth, but you're paying that yeah. sort of money for a player who, you know, he's had the best career. He's brilliant. Everybody loves him, but he is a 37-year-old. Yeah. And he isn't what Eric Ten Hag needs in this side right now, is he? He isn't the he isn't going to run and press and do all those things. All the problems from last year, he's not that player. And already, it's not helping his cause that after ditching him, putting him on the bench, they've produced the two best performances that they've done in a long, long time without him. So, 
Yeah, I think that's going to be uh, one to watch for the end of the window. But I think we've talked about it that really, I, I can only really see him staying because I don't know where he goes otherwise. Mm-hmm. I thought they were linked um, to Aubameyang. Sorry. That adds to the problems, I think. Not sure who's going to be the real answer. Yeah, I wonder how they'll use Anthony, obviously, coming in now. Big money spent on him. Will that just be another one? Will they Do they want those mobile forwards who can kind of rotate around them? You know, Alanga, Martial, Rashford, Sancho, Anthony. Do they just want Do they want that striker? Does Ten Hag want that striker? He's used them in the past with Allaire at Ajax before. But does he want to go down the route of using like a, a false 90 type? Like he used Tadic before. But we'll see, I suppose. We'll see. Def- definitely... Signs in the right direction from them, though, with another win, even if it is winning slightly ugly. And I think Southampton can hold themselves a little bit unlucky in the way they've come out with zero points from that one. The next ones, should we move through to our 3 p.m.s then? The first one, we'll maybe spend, we'll try and go through these quite quickly. The first one was Brentford drawing to Everton, a late equaliser from Brentford in this one, 1-1. What did you make of it, Rory? I think the main talking point is Everton, really, isn't it? That was a massive chance to get three points. I mean, they led for, what, 60 minutes or something like that? I think it was sort of 20-odd yeah. minutes after Gordon scored his first I think, non-deflected goal for uh, for Everton. And um, <laughs> Brentford battled back and got the point. I think, yeah, Frank Lampard would be very, very disappointed not to get the, the full three points there. Um, I think Brentford would be fairly happy. It's an all right point for them, isn't it, really? But the worry continues for Everton. Yeah, the worries do continue for Everton. I was just looking at the stats on this one as well. It was 20 shots from Brentford and I think there was a matter of time before they did get back into it and then eventually getting that late-ish equaliser taking a point. I think they'll be the happier of the two coming away with a point. I think Everton will see it now as drop points um, because they needed needed those points. I read somewhere, rumour obviously, but if Chelsea were coming in and they offered offered De Broja... And Gallagher. Yeah. Is Broja's name? The striker was at Southampton last yeah, year. Yeah, Armando Broja, yeah. And Gallagher for Gordon, plus like 30 million. I think that would be a brilliant deal. That would sort out a yeah, lot of problems. Drive them there yourself, Frank. Like, get in the car, oh. get down to Brentford, <laughs> wh- wherever they're going. What is it? Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> so good, that's, yeah. <laughs> Not Brentford. <laughs> that's like a 60. <laughs> yeah. Uh, driving to the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's that? A fifty, sixty million pound deal, which gives them two players that two players in positions that they're really lacking: a oh, goal scorer, a focal point up front, and a yeah. creative centre mid. I mean, they get two young players there as well, don't they? You know, Bro and Gallagher are both young. I mean, we we'll touch on the Chelsea game in a minute. I think Gallagher's working his way out of the door. I think he's a fair, pretty mm, two yeah. stinkers really, and I'm I'm right on the Gallagher train. I think he's a brilliant player, but. Agreed. Um, yeah. Not a good start to a sort of full-time Chelsea career. No, absolutely not. And you say how good that deal is. What do they lose from it? Anthony Gordon. It's it's strange, (laughs) isn't it? Snap their hands off. People get so overexcited when someone comes through the ranks sometimes. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I don't even think (laughs) Everton fans are that excited. I I think I look at on social media and they're like, yes, take that. Like, yes, he's good and he's homegrown and all these things and he's quite exciting, but at the end of the day what's he, he scored like five goals mm. and as Rory just said they're all deflected drive him there yourself Frank what is what Chelsea I'd be doing get? what do Chelsea get from it yeah yeah absolutely madness one. madness the next one now this one I think I'm excited is, for this <laughs> yeah I'll let you just go with it it's Brighton 1 Leeds 0 and we can all sit on our thrones 
of of confidence. <laughs> after all, I think we all called a one 0 here, or at least Brighton wins here, right? Um, and uh, yeah, we've had uh, we've had Ren in the comments as well on YouTube saying smugly, saying, "Well, I'm going to laugh when it's when Leeds win this one," and you're all wrong. But no, <laughs> we were right. We are the experts. So take that, Thanks, Ren, thanks. 1986. <laughs> but no, this is such good fun. Thank you to him for commenting and getting involved. Because how fun is that? Yeah, I think it's quite rare that we all think of the exact same result. But for once we were all spot on. <laughs> Poor Ren, yeah. the one the one time he stuck his <laughs> neck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a Leeds fan. I will say that as well. Is Ren. I love him. They're new second team leads, aren't they? So, you know, I wanted them to win. Or is that just Jesse Marsh, though? Just Jesse the, Marsh, uh... you know. If he, went, yeah, yeah. if he went to Birmingham, I'd probably start sporting them. <laughs> <laughs> Big win, though, by Brighton. That is 10 points from their first 12. That is... That's some going. And nine yeah. without a loss. It's absolutely yeah, mad that somebody called them as the overachievers. I mean, I don't know who that was, but <laughs> we should get him back on. Well, the thing is, this is exactly how I thought they'd do, so I couldn't call them overachievers. But if you see Everton picking up a point, overachieving there. One I thought, yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> the Leeds goalie looked very good, didn't he? Mes- Melier. I know, I'm glad, I was hoping you would pronounce it before me. <laughs> I did, I went, I, two different pronunciations there as well, in the same, in same word. Yeah. Ambidextrous. <laughs> Not sure that works. There we go then. Uh, yeah, but big, big win from Brighton. I don't think Leeds will be too upset with this. Going away to Brighton and, and losing. They've picked up points that maybe were bonus points against Chelsea. They still look pretty good. I think the fact they went toe-to-toe with, with Brighton here shows that they're going to be fine this season and what Jesse Marsh is doing is a good job and Brighton continue to march on. Doing very well. <laughs> Next game is... A shame. That was almost quite good. Was almost mar- <laughs> march on. <laughs> Loved it. If, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll have to save that one for next week. <laughs> oh, yeah, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Alexa. Um, I've said Alexa. I don't know what she was going to do about it. Um, next game is Chelsea. Now, we touched upon it before with the Conor Gallagher thing. Chelsea have got themselves a 2-1 win here at home to Leicester, despite Gallagher being sent off in the first half. Was it 28 minutes? It was. He was sent yeah. for a second yellow. Um, two goals from Sterling here and Leicester. Uh, they are they are bad. <laughs> that, that's accurate. I think, that, I think that's perfectly accurate. They are bad. That is that is about as much as we can say. Um, Chelsea fans will be happy, won't they? Sterling got a couple of goals and assists from the two fullbacks, wasn't it? I think Kukurea and, and Reese James got the assists, and yeah. it's a massive win, really, considering how bad they were against Leeds. And then I think Chelsea fans would have been fearing the worst half an hour in when they're down to ten men. So yeah, big win. They were under the cosh a little bit as well, um, with the with the red card and the, the. I think they managed it quite well actually. They've done well to come away with the win here. Sterling, I think, obviously the bright spark. I think he's been Chelsea's best player so far this season, and maybe just maybe they're working out a little bit of a a link between them up front there because we still worry. I think about where are the goals going to come from. Maybe maybe the answer is Raheem Sterling. Hopefully, I like Raheem. So, a couple of goals will help him. Especially when you come into a new club, it's not always easy. I mean, he's from London, isn't he? But still moving to a new yeah. place, effectively moving to a new place, you've got to get settled in. I don't think it's as easy as people sometimes make out. And he hasn't played yeah, too definitely. badly, has he? So a couple of goals really help him. Yeah, big three points as well, I think, for Chelsea back on track. They've been a bit patchy, haven't they, so far? So, yeah, we worry, though, I think, about Leicester. Rock bottom of the Premier League now. Will Rodgers be the first to go? Will... Stephen Gerrard will be the first to go, but we'll come to that later on in uh, after after the one we've been waiting for, really, Rory. Talking about Raheem Sterling getting a couple of goals. 
Liverpool got a couple of goals, didn't they? <laughs> 9-0 at home to Bournemouth. I'm going to let Rory talk about this one. It was just so enjoyable, wasn't it? I mean, I tuned into uh, Gillette Soccer Saturday on, on, on Saturday, obviously. And I was just thinking, just an early goal. Just settle us down with a nice yeah. early goal. And we didn't have yeah. to wait too long. Was it three minutes? Luis Diaz scores. I felt yeah, like was. a genius because I brought Harvey Elliott into my FPL team this week. That was about the only nice bright spark for my FPL team this week, but we'll leave it at that. He scores after six minutes, gets his first senior goal, and, and everything just looks brilliant. Um, you know, it's a strange one, wasn't it, to see nine goals and none from Salah, which is maybe a, yeah. another conversation. But yeah, Did just, you captain him? Cause I did, yeah, I did. Yeah. I looked at Haaland and I thought, no, I'm going to stick with, with Salah. I'm going to go with... Liverpool's main man because I thought it's it is about time that we hammered somebody and I thought maybe he'd pitch in with a couple but sadly wasn't to be. Roberto Firmino was just the player of the week. I mean what a what a performance by him and uh, it was just it was just great vibes when we just really really needed that and uh, I don't really know about did, you yeah. Rich but I thoroughly enjoyed match of the day on Saturday night. Yeah, much nicer and as I talked about earlier a, a lot less moping around uh on saturday after that one nine nil and i've got a few facts actually about this game did you know that that was the first time the liverpool have had two teenagers on the score sheet in a premier league game carvalho and elliot as you talked about before which i think is nice um bournemouth did make that slightly easier for them though and actually bournemouth have now conceded more goals than Chelsea did in 2004-2005. I, I saw that, and that season. is just a mental stat, isn't it? Stat. How is that true? That is mad. <laughs> Do you know the best part about this is that, ironically, in that season where uh, that season where Chelsea conceded so few was the only full season that Scott Parker completed as a Chelsea player, and uh, he was the manager conceding nine on Saturday. Brilliant. It, it was embarrassing, wasn't it, from Bournemouth? If you're looking at it from their point of view, I just don't get how. You stop, even at two, three, four, five, half time, whatever it was. I would not want to concede more. I would just want to stop no. it. But they just they but weren't they, trying at the end. They just weren't. No, they went tackles. to a back four. <laughs> they went to a back four for the game though, which is it seems to make no sense considering. I guess I don't know. Maybe they were trying to do the whole go for it thing, but they just lacked any quality, didn't they? And it, and in hindsight, it seems like a crazy move, but. Yeah, it, you're right. It just felt it felt like every time Liverpool went forward, they were going to score, and most times they did. Yeah, and maybe there's a few things going on behind closed doors. Parker came out and slated his board for lack of signings, didn't he, in the press, which I always yeah. think is a strange place to do it. It makes him look a little bit petulant now, I think, and that makes the environment, puts it in a bit of danger of falling right into the abyss with that big uh, loss. Got- I mean, you also yeah. think the players that hear that, they must be going... Christ, he doesn't fancy us a lot, does he? If, he, yeah. if he's moaning yeah. that they haven't got many bodies through the door. Yeah, it's never, maybe, never maybe a Maybe they're sign. sat there going, uh, we did just lose 9-0 though. <laughs> I can see why <laughs> they fancy point. us. <laughs> but I remember once I, I played... I might need one or two. I played for County. Me and my, me and my mate Josh played for County. Oh, both, play, both played left wing and the manager gave us lift home and he was just talking in great depth about how excited he was about the team and he said... All we need is a. We just need to find a good left winger. There's only me and Josh in the car. Cheers. Yeah, I've no. I've had that before. Literally after after game. If only we could have a striker that could score some goals. I'm sat there like, ah. Oh. oh yeah, oh. that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, agreed. We could go home and stream. 
<laughs> yeah, horrible. Did you see my favourite part about that game was just how patronising that shot of when Jurgen Klopp just went and put his arm around yeah, Scott Parker I, on the side. I think that was taken out of context a little bit. Like, he's not that was, big but... a dick, is he? He just wanted a bit of a feel of that £700 cardigan that Scott Parker's yeah. been parading around all season. Yeah. That is the only time a Premier League manager has conceded nine goals whilst wearing a cardigan. That is a fact. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I'm going to double check that one. <laughs> right, yeah, no, I checked. Hassan Hootel didn't have a cardigan on. Um, I think I might have had a Gigli, actually, thinking about it. So maybe that's a different fact. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll check my sources on that one. But yes, Liverpool very much back to winning ways. And as you can tell by how happy we are, it's a much nicer studio to be in this week uh, <laughs> to record in a studio. <laughs> we've gone, we've gone big budget after four episodes, and we're sat in our well, little recording know. studio. Yeah, one, one day, one day. Um, in that game, Liverpool did break a sequence of conceding <laughs> first. No, 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 wait for the, wait, they, you've ruined my link here. Sorry. In that game, you will do it again. In that game, Liverpool did break a sequence of conceding first in their previous seven. Premier League games but actually going into the next game here Manchester City winning 4-2 against Crystal Palace they've actually now in in after this game gone two goals down in four of their last six games but the thing about it is that they've not lost any of those four games either again we talked about it in previous episodes Manchester City's fighting back ability bounce back ability maybe is better um is something to behold they are they they don't die, do they? No, but what do you read into that stat? Do are they so confident in their ability now that they're just going to score more no matter what happens? Have they started yeah. really slow, or is there a weakness that the rest of the Premier League can go at? It's that's a really good question because I think it it really you can read into it both ways, can't you? You can look at it and go, well, you can get at them, you can score goals against them, and I think on a different day, and maybe this is the Liverpool. Uh, tinted glasses I'm using but on a different day Harlan could have been sent off for the high foot couldn't he maybe I think it was the right to be disallowed but the one that got rolled out by Edison like Palace could have gone 3-0 up whether they deserved it or not and actually then we're talking about a completely different story then finding the uh, the, the strength inside to come back from 3-0 down is still that little bit different than 2-0 we might have seen a different picture but it, you're right It could you can think of it in two ways is it just they think they're good enough they're going to come back no panic, fine. Or is it actually a bit of a, a chink in the armour that other teams can get at? What do you reckon, Rory? Yeah, it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, City are just a an absolute machine. I think that the, the problem is for teams is they're just endlessly good, aren't they? They go for 90 minutes. Despite what you say about Pep and the amount he spends and all of this other stuff, they are a team that never knows when to lie down. Yeah. I mean, I admire it. I think it's... It's such a great attribute to have, isn't it? I mean, you can you can teach the aptitude that some of those players have in the city camp. You can, you know, for all the ability they've got, and obviously Pep's got them extremely well drilled. They are just so good when they're behind. Winners. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's a winning mentality, isn't it? It's just I don't know if you can read too much into it. I always think for when you play Man City, it's got to be nil nil after fifteen twenty minutes, otherwise you are potentially in for a pasting. You know, and, and now we've seen that even if you tune it up after 10, 15 minutes, you're, you're still not home. <laughs> 15 and, and minutes. Clearing for so a um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hat-trick from Haaland as well. Just scary proposition, isn't he? That's six in his first four I Premier think, League games now. I think he's the best player in the world at the moment. 
Uh, it's difficult to argue, I think, that we are maybe lacking... That we've we've moved aside the, the Messi-Ronaldo dominance, haven't we? That maybe there is a space there. I think if this sort of form continues, I'd, I would be hard-pressed to argue with that statement. Do you know why I think he's so good? You get... You know, there's been lots of good strikers over the years, and they all sort of ha- have their niche. You know, some are poachers, some are just really fast, some are skillful, but he just scores so many different varied goals. Like, even in one game at the weekend, he scored a header, which, you know, he got in between his two men. Brilliant. He scored a tap-in where you have to be in the right place at the right time. That is a skill that not every striker has. And then the pace and the acceleration for that final one, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, what you can look you do? At How can you stop that? Exactly, exactly that. You look at that and you think, what what can't he do? And there is nothing that he can't do. He, Yeah, I'm, I think a few, uh, you know, half a season, season of this, then I think you'd be very difficult to argue about him being the best in the world. Um, I think he's put to bed all of those people saying, can't, he hasn't done it in the Premier League yet though, has he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six and four. Yeah. Frightening. Frightening stuff indeed. Are and we fright- a farmer's league now? <laughs> Are we the farmer's? i think that is a question that we might need to discuss in the comments down below the question is are we the farmers now that harland is doing what he's doing talking of winners uh arsenal are winners at the moment they've won four from four and they've continued their winning run by beating fulham at home on the in the 5 30 on saturday and it wasn't easy this one fulham looked pretty good but arsenal again that winning mentality They've got themselves another three points. Tags? A game of dreadful goals, wasn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. Odegaard was the best player on the park. He is absolutely brilliant. His touch, he his is. control, his vision. He he could go... Arsenal were a big team, don't get me wrong, but I feel like he could go anywhere. Well, he had the chance, didn't he? He was at Real Madrid. Yeah. Just, just maybe a little bit too him? early. Like 14 or up, something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be a really good player for the future. And... And I've been quite harsh on Arsenal over the last couple of weeks, but this might have been the game that made me finally think that this Arsenal team is a bit different, just because it was so anti-Arsenal going behind. Yeah. They grew into the they grew back into the game after they went behind, and they really earned yeah. their luck. They they actually showed a bit of grit and that dogged mentality to go and get a win when they didn't play particularly well. Which is you're so right. It's very anti-Arsenal. It wasn't Arsenal-y as a term that you you coined before um yeah you might be right i still i still and maybe this is more in hope than expectation but i still want to see them play a functioning team like they've got city and liverpool in october and i wonder whether we're going to see where the real arsenal are arsenal are after after those Mm. fixtures Um, especially as these fixtures start coming thick and fast now it gets really difficult for them now the big test will be this wednesday they have United soon as well, don't they? They got Villa Wednesday. For the oh, that that is. <laughs> no, I, didn't even, I didn't even look at that one. That's so, they're looking forward to beating <laughs> Liverpool's record of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, maybe a fair comment. So, um, yeah, another win though, top of the league, Arsenal. Yeah, really Can good. Arsenal win the title this year? No. Can they come top four? They're putting themselves in a good position. That should still be the aim, I think. I think I agree. Yeah, I think we well we all put them into our top four predictions. I think in the end, I, I thought um, I I put them at fifth. If you remember, I thought oh, Chelsea yeah. were going to do it. And I, I still, when you when you look at those those five teams, 
You know, even United getting a little bit of form. I, I'm not confident. I, I could still see Chelsea going on a real good run. I think still think Spurs will be closer to City and Liverpool obviously be right up there. So they still got a lot to do. I hope they don't get overconfident with their admittedly brilliant start. Yeah, and that has been a brilliant start. Um, speaking of uh, brilliant starts, Aston Villa have not <laughs> had one. A uh, Another loss for Steven Gerrard as they lose at home. I was to it. A team I didn't have any signal. Previously like bottom. What was the score? <laughs> uh, yeah, 1-0 West Ham. Yeah, and um, first win for them. First points for them, I think, as well. Oh. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Villa keep, are keep struggling. Going, keep going. <laughs> right, just having this up, we, we lost to a team that just lost 9-0. So read read into that what you will. Uh, terrible, terrible, terrible start. Gerald being booed is a horrible step in the wrong direction. It, not many yeah, really. managers come back from that, do they? I forgot you um, lost to Bournemouth on the other <laughs> comfortably. <laughs> well, that could have been nine as you well. Were coming, you were coming on here going, now nah, they're they're a good team. They'll be all right this year. <laughs> Top six, definitely. But I've got a good question for myself. Are these Villa players not as good as I think they are, or are they just underperforming? Because I just don't know anymore. I thought we had a really good starting lineup with some nice strength in depth. I just don't know anymore. Yeah, well, my genuine question to you was going to be, why are they struggling as much as they are struggling? What what has gone wrong at Villa? Because you, as you say, you go through that team... Goalkeeper Martinez, I think, is good. You've got Cash and Dina, pretty good. right? I know you were missing Mings in this game, but Mings previously was a bit of an issue. No Carlos as well. You had Chambers and Concer, I think, at centre-back in this game. You look at John McGinn, functioning Premier League footballer. Bubakar Kamara signed in the summer. Douglas Luiz, I think, was one of your better players on the day as well. Coutinho, Ings, Watkins. That isn't a team that that you'd look at and go, that's weak. You'd look at that team and go, there's quite a lot of decent players in there. Yeah. And then strength and depth. Off the Tell bench. me one Leon of those Bailey players on the are bench. in form. I think that's a that's, problem. We need to play with wingers. We've got great wingers. Bailey needs a run in the team, and Coutinho Why is he not needs a run. A run? It's just because he tries to fit, and we've had the, we've spoke about this every single week on this podcast. Some managers have good players, and they create a formation to fit the good players in, and that's what Gerard's doing. And I think it's a mistake. We need to pick a formation which fits the squad and then pick the best players in each position. And if a very good player loses out because of that, then so be it. I would play with wingers. I would play, you know, Bundia as well. He's been so much better than Coutinho when he's played. And I don't really like Ings and Watkins together. But didn't Buendia come in for the game before this and Coutinho was out and now it's he's flip-flapping between them and yeah. going between... I, th- I swear, Bailey started games, now he's not starting games. It's hard to get a run of form when you're in and out and you don't really know what's going on. And Coutinho's just... He follows a real pattern, doesn't he? He was excellent when he came in. I think he started yeah, he does, quite yeah. well for Barca. He started quite well for Bayern. And then he just it's- disappears. It's, he's very he's a confidence player and he's a very patchy player for sure definitely but again you, he needs to play himself I think he I don't know if Phil Coutinho is a player that will thrive in a team that is struggling and I don't think he's ever been that and at this point Villa are struggling and like you say it seems to me that Gerard is just grasping at straws all over the place like, oh actually Buendia no let's put Coutinho then Buendia back in then Bailey in then Bailey out it's I'm not sure it's filling me with confidence and I can't imagine how it's Filling you with confidence as a Villa fan. But it's players like Jacob Ramsey. I was gonna say, just gonna say, like players like Jacob Ramsey was absolutely fabulous last season. He can't even yeah. get in the starting lineup now. It's just like, what what's happened to these players in in the space of sort of six months. 
But you think Gerrard's had a big preseason? You, this is one of the biggest gripes I got with Thomas Tuchel as well. How do teams not know their best starting eleven and yeah. what formation you want to go with for the season? You've had plenty of time, plenty of games in preseason to work this out. Is is that? I know they've had games in preseason, but is that the shorter preseason? coming to effect are we seeing teams not settled as they start no, I don't, I don't the league think this year so. I don't think so because especially Gerard, when he came in I know we weren't safe at that point but he, he had a good start and we, we were we were pretty comfortable for for the last sort of three four months of the season so he's he's kind of had six months to pick his team yeah. you know we haven't bought to we, we did our business quite early and the players that we have bought are not in and around the team at the moment. So he's had plenty of time to work out what formation, what players go where. And it it just it seems like every week at the moment, it looks like it's his first game at the club and he's working things out. How long are you going to be doing that? Yeah, it's not, it's not great. And then you've got Arsenal midweek, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, it could go one of two ways, couldn't it? Either we really get a result that no one thinks is going to happen and it kickstart our season or we do get drummed how many how many more games does Gerard have in him say you lose that Arsenal game how many more I don't know because have you seen the teams below Villa that's what's quite worrying without being disrespectful well, sometimes the teams at the bottom of the Premier League have been pretty poor and you think well they're pretty poor, but the teams below us are better than us. <laughs> well, the games that you've lost, you've you've played four now. You've lost to Bournemouth, you've lost to Palace, and you've lost to West Ham. Good if teams. you look at the table, <laughs> Palace 12th, West Ham 16th, Bournemouth 17th. They're the teams who are struggling as well at this point, which is, that's probably for me the thing that is most worrying. And the weirdest thing out of it is that, like, well, not even the weirdest thing. The team that you've beaten out of those four is Everton, another of those struggling teams. Villa haven't played one of the teams that have started well this year. So are we going to see the real Villa against Arsenal now? Or are we going to see Villa turn it on a little bit by in a in a game? Because they kind of need to, don't they? We'll play well. This is our MO. We'll play really well against Arsenal and we'll still lose. But I bet you we come on to this podcast next week and talk about how good Villa were. It was a shame they didn't win. We do it all the time against the good teams. But Leicester and Wolves, you wouldn't be surprised if they both ended up top top half. Wolves look really good. Leicester, they could fold, couldn't they? But the chances yeah. are they're going to be quite good. So they're going to start picking up points. And the teams who we thought were going to be below Villa are just playing so well at the moment. Fulham, yeah, Leeds. You kind of run out of them, don't you? I know. Yeah. Like Brent, how good Brentford look, you know, yeah. against United. How are we going to come above a team like that if they show that consistency? So for the first time, I think Villa are really at risk of going down. Well, who who would you say now? Based off, I know it's a very small sample size, but we've played four games here. Which teams would you say are most likely to go down now that we know a little bit more about the season? You look at Bournemouth, right? You'd look at Everton. You'd look at. Bournemouth, Villa. Everton. I still think Forest. Sorry, yeah. So if I'm, I'm thinking of teams. If I'm clutching at straws that can come below yeah. Villa, I'm hoping that Forest don't gel. They, they could struggle, but they've also look not too bad. Everton again at the end of the season last year, they really pulled it out of the bag. They had some great results. They've got some good, good wins in them. Bournemouth, you think are the bankers to end up bottom. Yeah, we just need to. I 
I hated being in the championship so much and we were so bad for so many years. I have no interest in worrying about coming top 10 or pushing for Europe still. I just I just want to stay up. I don't want to go yeah. into I don't want to fall into that relegation battle. That's that's all I really want. I don't ask you'd imagine for much. the board you'd imagine the board won't be too far off that right at this minute as well and I wonder if that forces their hand if yeah. if things don't pick up if that forces their hand with a Gerard decision. Well, we spent so much money. And he has, yeah. it won't be long before he, you know, it'll be a year that he's been here. Yeah. The thing is, as, yeah. as bad as it sounds, you don't want to be too late to pull the trigger because, you know, a team exactly. like Everton or Leicester might go first and they'll be attracting the similar managers that, that probably Villa will be. You know, they're not, not too different sort of, you know, Everton and Leicester have maybe had a bit more recent success in terms of being a little bit higher up the league. But, you know, you wouldn't be you would be looking at the pool of managers that those two teams would be wanting and thinking that's probably the same people that Villa would want. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to almost lose out on the maybe, maybe target that you'd have. You think maybe Rogers is the one. You think he might, he might walk, and then if, if he's on the market, team, yeah. he might think Villa's a nice little project. You know, a lot of money, brilliant ground, well established. He I'd be thinking about that if I was Villa. You know, yeah. I'd be thinking about think that. That would be a really good fit. But like Rory said. Other, if other owners are ambitious enough, he could, you know, Everton would, uh, yeah, Everton would love him. Yeah, just had a um, break. Who was it before? He was at, he was at Celtic, wasn't he before? Yeah, Rogers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Celtic manager Ange Postecoglou as well. They've just won nine nil as well. I wonder how long it'll be till a Premier League team takes a punt on him. And I wonder if it'll be one of those teams we sort of mentioned there. Um, as an aside, um. Next game, two more games of our weekend to have a look at then. It is Wolves and Newcastle at Wolves this one. 1-1. One, one. Wolves took the lead through a Neves goal and then it was a, a pretty late on St. Maximan equaliser on the volley. A nice finish from him. Um, I think Wolves looked pretty good. I think Newcastle looked pretty good. They were missing uh, Grimares in this game. They didn't have clearance to play Isaac. I think we talked about how, how good Newcastle have been. I think Wolves will take some positives probably feeling a little bit unlucky not to take all three points because of the late equaliser but Newcastle probably deserved it uh Tykes just a great ending wasn't it it's that maximum what yeah. a goal he made sent his fans absolutely ballistic with that those are the things that dreams are made of last minute such a hard goal to score yeah the technique on it was was serious wasn't it yeah brilliant. any thoughts on this game Rory yeah I thought it was a great point by Newcastle in the end and um, Wolves again it's just that, that lack of cutting edge really it didn't seem like there was too much difference even though Guedes was in from the start and, and Jimenez was back they're still relying on sort of central midfielders to get goals it's a little, yeah. little bit of a worrying time for them um, I you know, wonder if we're, we're, we're struggling with Jimenez a little bit at the moment I don't think he's quite found his form and he's, he is the only striker the only yeah. man for Wolves at the minute he needs to find a bit more I think he did get the ball in the goal didn't he but VR I don't think he had the best of games yeah. apart from that I was going to yeah. say, what about you two? What did you think about the the share challenge that kind of got reviewed for the potential red? I mean, I, I watched it. I thought it was a yellow myself, but you know, I heard Nevers after the game was kind of kicking off, saying it it was a definite red from from his perspective. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think it was a um, I didn't think it was a red. I thought it was a yellow to start with when I saw it. I mean, yeah, because Nevers was saying he almost broke his leg and everything, didn't he? I didn't, I didn't think that at the time. I thought yellow. But it was a long um, review. Look, they seemed to watch the replay about thirty times before coming to the decision that actually the ref yeah, was probably did, yeah. right. Yeah, I thought, I, th- I thought it was a fine decision at the time. Similar, similar to that one last week. As soon as it happened, 
I thought it was, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I also, to be fair, I'd also, I watched the highlights of this and I'd read a lot about it. So I sort of read a lot of opinion. So maybe my mind was already sort of swayed. That is tough yeah. on those. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. know what was happening. I know, you know, I know what it was going to look like. So I didn't but have that. Didn't see it. Live. That it's one of those that it is tough to review that as well. And I think you kind of refs kind of have to go with their initial thoughts on it, which I guess is a tough thing to decide on because my initial thoughts was, yeah, okay, that's a yellow. And then you watch it in these slow mo yeah, replays, the then you go, oh, actually, oof. Um, so yeah, it is on the slow mo when you see the worst bend of his ankle because it's in yeah, such slow exactly. motion. I think that it, maybe the direction of where his foot goes, he kind of, it, it's downwards, isn't mm. it? He starts high and then it's a downwards action. If it goes the other way and he's like reaching upwards, I think he goes. But yeah, I think just about a yellow, but a, 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 a maybe an orange. <laughs> yellow and a half. Yeah, exactly. Next and um, final game then. Lots of talking points in this one, actually, as well. It was Forrest at home to Spurs. Spurs, Harry Kane scoring twice. I think he's gone... Joint third now in the all-time Premier League goal-scoring charts with two in this one. I'm missing a penalty. Three points at Forest. A good three points from Spurs. But Forest looked lively. Rory? Yeah, I thought probably Kane's biggest overriding thought would be he'd be annoyed he didn't get the hat-trick, wouldn't he, after missing the penalty. But yeah, good win for Tottenham. Like you said, I thought Forest looks okay. They're, they're still going to take a bit of time, aren't they, to really become that that solid 11 and you know making more positive signings they've just signed the um, right back on loan from Atletico um, Madrid which right, yeah again, Ryan Lodi left back, eh? uh, left and back they've also, I think they're in for for Bolly today as well they're 19th signing of the summer I mean just coming from left field as well some of these signings aren't they you know players that yeah. you're just like how on earth have they convinced him that Nottingham Forest is the project they want to yeah, be a apparently, part of apparently, yeah, Bolly not turning up to training today at Wolves because he wants to move to, <laughs> to Forest I'm like what's going on know, what is yeah. going on just paying all these players loads of money it, it could be really dangerous in the long run this if oh, they go down major, next year yeah yeah yeah, no, definitely. But I, I also like they don't know each other's names. I mean, the, like, the, the players they brought off the bench. There was about forty million pounds worth of players coming off the bench. Just like yeah. insane. It's hard but, to keep up, isn't it? A little bit. And Barkley, free agent, he'll be there by tomorrow. He'll be there. Yeah. So he's probably already just yeah, he's parked probably, outside probably waiting. waiting. My, <laughs> he's like, surely, only surely worry. Me. My only worry for <laughs> Forest, and I know we'll speak probably a little bit more about this in a minute. The discipline was quite poor from Forest. I think they had about six yellows. They look. They're still kind of playing that championship mentality at times, aren't they? Where well, we're just we're just kind of hack a little foul here and there, and yeah. they're making the games very bitty at times, aren't they? But you know, I thought they looked okay, and Tottenham massive win for them, really. Mm. I mean, yeah, a big win from them. We've got to touch Go upon the uh, just following on from your point, then, Rory. Even you know they might have been a big uh, gung ho, but that wasn't a foul, was it, on Ricard on Richarlison? <laughs> <laughs> he's gone down yeah. very easy there, hasn't he? I mean, he's got a reputation. I it was a foul, but <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. What did you make of the uh, the um, the keep yuppies, the showboating? It was just fun all round. No, it was fun all round. He's a bit of a hated player. If, if Salah did that or Diaz, you know, they, people would love it. But it, yeah. it just, it's just a bit of fun. You know, football's meant to be fun. He was having fun and then he got clad for it. So it was all right all round. Really, my my favourite part about it is that he does those those little keepy-ups and then his, 
his four yard pass is terrible <laughs> straight to the foreign player. Like, you showboat and you've passed it to them, and then he gets the ball back and gets clattered. It is, uh, so you know, why I, is he um, showboating there? Just, it doesn't make sense. He's just a dick. <laughs> he really is. He, um, he's trying to show Conte that he's in from the start. He's like, This is what you'd be getting if you were starting me over Son every week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wondered how Conte was going to react to it. I didn't know if he'd actually be like all right with it or not but he seemed to be in the post-match interviews he seemed to be fine he was like he was more worried that the the pallet that the forest players sorry were were getting upset with it he's like i don't know why um but he probably should be in from the start as well again son struggled in this game richardson comes on that cross for for kane for the second goal is delightful um and he's made a difference he came on rolled around got hit in the balls i think to start (laughs) with and then rolled around for 20 minutes and then did that at the end he, he, he writes himself into the headlines he either way, he doesn't came, he? He came on on the 74th minute. It, yeah. uh, just, there's so much to talk about with this game. I mean, it, it is, you know, he's a good character for the Premier League. Even when players are hated or when they're loved, I think it's a good thing for the Premier League. It gets people talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I um... I read a great interview. He, you know, someone asked him what, what he would be doing if he wasn't a footballer, and he said he wasn't very good at school. To put it in perspective, he he, he got an F in art, and the art teacher was his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote. That is that is very good and very apt indeed. Shall we um shall we move through? That is our thoughts on the weekends. Any overriding thoughts about the Premier League that you wanted to add before we move on, chaps? Yeah, my two overachievers are flying. That was my takeaway point. Twelve twelve and ten points collect like respectively. We're uh, we're happy with that. Yeah, awesome shout. I think there's a lot of good teams. A lot of teams are just going for it this year. And yeah, being well, rewarded Everton for flying. It. They're flying on two points. That is overachieving, I think, for me. So, like, <laughs> 18th, 18th and above, that's an overachievement for Everton. So you, you might be right. They're, uh, they are yeah. 18th, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look forward. And as we talked about earlier, then actually we are looking forward, but not looking as far forward into the future because we do have some midweek fixtures. We're going to touch upon these and then we will go to next weekend's as well because obviously both of those sets of fixtures will be played before our next episode. So let's start with tomorrow night as we record this, which is Tuesday evening as you're listening to this. We've got Fulham versus Brighton in the first game. We also have on Tuesday night Palace versus Brentford. Fulham-Brighton to start with. Both teams, I think, being impressive in the first first few fixtures of this season. Are we thinking that Brighton continue their run? Or do you think Fulham pick up the points here, Rory? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really close game. I think um, b- both teams will probably be happy with a point. I think that would be okay for both teams. And I think it might be a score draw 1-1, perhaps. Tags? Oh, these are tough ones again. I think Brighton will get the win. I think yeah, this I is their sort of game. Just because hopefully Fulham come out of them a little bit. Hopefully Fulham have got enough confidence from the start of the season that they try and play. And I think Brighton will edge them in a good game. I wonder how this, this for me, is going to be really interesting. I'm quite big. I like watching the uh, how, how managers are managing the fitness of their players and when they rotate. And I think this midweek set of fixtures is going to be quite interesting for that. I don't wonder which managers are going to go big on the rotation early because basically from this point, we're going to have midweek fixtures, especially those teams in Europe who just now play Saturday, Wednesday or there or thereabouts until the World Cup now. I wonder how that's going to affect teams like Fulham or your Brightons who don't have the deepest squads. 
and uh, maybe we'll see some weird results here. With that in mind, I'm still going to say that Brighton win this one. I think 1-0. Yeah, that is a really good point. I think it will affect teams mm. moving forward. Yeah. Next, uh, the, the other game we mentioned, sorry, Rory, I was going to say, was... do we actually have a prediction from Sean there rather than Brighton edge it? Um, yeah, come on, put a score on it. Mitrovic will score again. He's on fire. I'm going to put him in my dream team, if I don't forget. Brighton, 2-1. 2-1, nice. Palace-Brentford then. Bit of a London derby, this one at Palace. Rory? Yeah, I I prefer Palace a lot more when they're at home compared to, to sort of away from home. The atmosphere, especially on a, a midweek game. I don't know whether Zaha's back. I'm not too sure. That would make a big impact, I think, for them, despite how decent they look going forward. I think that he is a big miss when he doesn't play. I think he is, he's doubtful, I think, for this one. Yeah, still. again, this is another... It's so many of those results so far this season, I've said we wouldn't be surprised for any of the three outcomes, and this, this one applies again. Uh, yeah. I could see it being, again, scored wrong. I'm going to say 1-1 again. 1-1, Tykes? I think Palace are going to win this, but I am really excited for it. But you just feel like they're just they're both going to go... Again, they're both going to go for it. Palace, some of the players are stepping up in Zaha's absence. I know Zaha's their best player. But they look good at the weekend. So I'm looking forward to this. Palace Palace 3-1. Palace 3-1. I'm going to say... I'm going to agree that Palace will edge it, I think, being at home. Um, despite Brentford looking still pretty good, I think, so far this season. I'm going to say 1-0 Palace. That takes us through to a couple more on Tuesday night, which Southampton-Chelsea is one of them. Southampton-Chelsea at St. Mary's. Tigers. Chelsea quite easy win this one for me. Rory? Yeah, I think um, I think Chelsea will win this one as well. I'm going to say 3-1 Chelsea. Yeah, I don't think Southampton will score 3-0, I think. 3-0. I, I was fairly impressed with Southampton against United. I think I think I'm going to be I'm going to put it out there on this one. I'm going to say 1-1. Take a punt. Leeds Everton also Tuesday evening 8 o'clock kickoff at Leeds. Everton struggling. Leeds probably the form team out of the two of them despite losing at the weekend uh, Rory yeah I think uh, Leeds will get back to winning ways here I'm going to go for 2-0 to Leeds 2-0 to Leeds Tigers. yeah I was thinking the exact same thing Leeds 2-0 well do you know what for for Wren this is I'm going to say 2-0 <laughs> Leeds <laughs> <Up the laughs> get Wren, involved in <laughs> that takes us through to Wednesday where there are a well we've got a full set of midweek fixtures we also have then on Wednesday City at home to Forest uh, are we worried about Forest for this one Rory? Yeah this could be a potential pasting couldn't it if um, City really get their act together again like they did on Saturday second half um, I am going to say this will be 3-0 to City 3-0 City Tykes I think they'll rotate to be honest and I don't I was going to say Pep Roulette here yeah, I don't think it'll be as I don't think it'll be a pacing because they will rotate and it'll just take a while for them to get into the game, but still quite easy, 2-0. I think Forrest will rotate as well. We'll have a completely new set of 11. <laughs> people we've never new manager, before. new owner, <laughs> yeah. new fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to say 4-0 City. <laughs> <laughs> because the Forest players won't know each other's name. Yeah. Um, we also have Arsenal. This one's a good one, Tykes. Arsenal at home to Villa. Right, obviously. How many? Rich didn't mention Arsenal it, but we're going to we're going to make this. Uh, we're going to go into this one in great detail for the next 15, 20, 30 minutes. Um, what? Uh, where do you even start with this? Heart or head? 
Arsenal are going to absolutely batter us. <laughs> <laughs> now, we'll, we'll pull up a good account for ourselves, as we always do. But Arsenal will be too much. Probably 3-1. It will go 1-0 Villa. And then it will go 1-1, sort of 65 minutes. 2-1 quite quickly. And then they'll score in the 90th minute. Proper collapse in the last 25 minutes. That's oh, nice, what we do. Nice. <laughs> it's what we do, Rory. Um, I mean, eventually I'm going to have to say Arsenal don't win, but I don't think it will be against a Paul Villa side. Uh, I'm four for four at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say um, two nil to Arsenal. Thank you. Two nil to Arsenal. I I think don't be Villa don't be don't be, uh, thank what you. you I, I just was waiting for you to say they're going to break the record. I just don't. <laughs> no. I think Villa are going to surprise a few people here. I think they're going to come out and they've got a point to prove. I think they'll only lose five goals. <laughs> yeah, just let it go. It was last season. We did our best. We were tuning it up. We did our best. Let it go. I will never, ever celebrate another Villa goal. <laughs> Next game, also on the Wednesdays, Bournemouth at home to Wolves. Both teams that actually uh, on the slide could do with the points here. At Bour- Bournemouth at home, is this their chance to pick up some points? Have Wolves been a bit unlucky not to have picked up more wins so far this year? Uh, what do you reckon, Tigers? I think Wolves have looked way better than their position shows them. And yeah. just without too much, I think it will start to click for them. So quite comfortable, 2-0. 2-0. Rory? And how has this one not made its way onto telly? Um I'll be streaming. Oh, excuse me. Legally. Yeah, uh, I think uh, this might be the time that Wolves get a win. I'm going to say 1 0 Wolves. 1 0 Wolves. I'm going to go 2 0 Wolves. And I think, yeah, confident, clinical 2 0 Wolves. Uh, a bit of a, this is a nice tasty midweek London derby actually West Ham at home to Spurs that's on the Wednesday I I think this would be a fun game this one I feel like West Ham buoyed by a victory finally going into you know Spurs at home this could be tasty I reckon I'm going to go first 3 3 2 to Spurs what do you reckon Tigers I think this would be a draw I think West Ham will bring out the housery and yeah. it just Conte will bite and Kane will bite and it'll be a draw 1-1 one, one. yep yeah, Rory 3-1 Spurs 3-1 Spurs Lovely. and the next one is Liverpool at home to Newcastle 8 o'clock kickoff this one Newcastle coming to Anfield being pretty good this season Liverpool off the back of a 9-0 win I'm going to say 1-0 Liverpool I don't think it'll be as easy as Maybe some people might think. What do you reckon, Rory? I think it'll be a bit closer than some people some people think. Well, I do think Liverpool will definitely have enough to win, and I am going to say it'll be 2-0 to Liverpool. 2-0. Tags? I think we're going to respectfully see Liverpool do Newcastle quite easily, but in that, I mean Newcastle will come out of them and try it. Okay. And I just think Liverpool yeah. have too much, and it'll probably end up being the three. Yeah, well, I can see that too. I think Newcastle will be brave. It's a bit of a free hit, this one, isn't it? We saw it against City. I um I kind of hope we do see that. I think that's where you'll see the best of Liverpool as well. But sometimes teams and, thrive in that, don't they? So yeah. if Newcastle got something, I wouldn't be too surprised. And uh, Newcastle going to have Bruno back for that game because I think he'll make a big difference. I'm not sure. Next and the last midweek one is the Thursday game, which is between Leicester and Manchester United at Leicester. 
Um, United, two wins on, on the bounce now. Leicester are rock bottom of the Premier League. Can they can they stop the United title charge here? <laughs> um, I mean, is there any better time really to be playing Leicester in probably about the last 10 years than, than this week? Yeah. They, yeah. they just look shocking, don't they? Um, United, buoyed by their last couple of results, they might edge this one out. It'd be quite a close game. I think it might be 2-1 to, to United. 2-1 to United. Tykes? Yeah, Leicester have had quite a tough start, haven't they? I think this will be their moment. I think they will get a... They won't win, but I think they'll get a draw here. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be their moment. (laughs) Finally, we're going to see the... They won't win. Point. (laughs) I'll get a point. Decent point. I'll get them going, won't I? Yeah, no, to be fair, it would get them going. It would maybe slow down the United thing as well, which I wouldn't be uh, too adverse to seeing. I'm going to... I think United might get another win. I think Leicester are really struggling at the moment. I, I could see Leicester doing something here, but I think the most likely outcome is that we see United maybe nick a 1-0 or something like that for me. Uh, Rory, do we get yours on that one? Yeah, yeah. I said 2-1 to United. I was first to go. We did. Perfect. That then keeps us, that takes us through to next weekend. Slightly more predictions to do than usual this time, but we'll continue through. Let's look ahead past these midweek fixtures. I suppose really our our predictions here would be heavily influenced by what we find out in the midweek games, but let's go ahead twice here. Um, And the first game of next weekend on Saturday is the Merseyside Derby at Goodison, Everton, Liverpool. I'll go to Rory. What do you reckon? It'll be interesting because uh, Darwin Nunes will be back, won't he, for this? He'll be back in the squad. He will, yeah. Um, obviously, I, I can't imagine his start. I mean, Firmino was brilliant on Saturday. And, yeah, agreed. And, you know, just it's not going to be straight back into the side, but be good to have him back when you look at maybe the bench that Liverpool are still having for the for the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, this would be nice, wouldn't it? Send Frank on his way by paste in Everton. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Liverpool will keep the momentum going and. Uh, edge a fairly tight game 2-1 I think it'll be a tight game I think it'll be a fiery game I think Everton where we've seen some of these these Goodison derbies have been a bit bit fiery there is no Richarlison in this one so maybe that helps things I yeah (laughs) I'm gonna go let's say Liverpool sneak a win I'm gonna say 2-1 I think this will be easy for you Everton have just looked really poor they They have I don't think they'll break you down at all 3-0 Liverpool Nice, I I would take that. Next games, Chelsea, West Ham at Chelsea, Stamford Bridge, Tigers. God, some tasty games, aren't there, in the next couple of days? There are, yeah. I, deja vu, but I think I think there's going to be a bit of housery here. <laughs> I like our, our, we're using this housery term a lot, I like it. But I'm just going to copy and paste when I do the edit into the, to the Tottenham game, but uh, Thomas Tuchel's going to lose his rag. Sterling's going to get sent off 1-1. <laughs> like it. Rory? Yeah, this. I guess this will be heavily influenced by what we've seen between, won't it? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, really, it, this is a bit of a harder one to predict, isn't it? A little bit further down the line because these are two teams that are really in sort of a bit of a transition phase, aren't they, the last couple of games? It's um interesting one. I think this, this might be a Chelsea win. I'm going to say 2-1 to Chelsea. 2-1 Chelsea. Did I predict? I'm not sure. I'm going to go 1-0 Chelsea. And let's move through to a few more on the Saturday. Let's go quick fire with a couple of these here because, again, it is, you are correct, it's going to be heavily influenced by what we see in midweek, isn't it? We can only really talk about what 
what we know from this previous week's It'll be totally fixtures. different when so we come Thursday. It'll be completely different. We've changed our minds on so many teams already <laughs> just doing these podcasts, so we, we will see. But let's go quickly through. Spurs, Fulham, Rory. Uh, two no Spurs. Tags? Took the words out of my mouth, two no Spurs. I'm going to say uh, two no Spurs. Newcastle <laughs> Palace. There's an echo in here. Um, There's an echo in here. S- <laughs> Sorry, that one was Newcastle Palace. You wanted their their quotes. It was, yeah. Uh, God, this is a tough one. Uh, score draw uh, one one. Score draw one one. Tykes. This is a tough one. I think New. Oh, is... is it just me or do... these are a lot tougher than years gone by? Yeah, every tough. game seems yeah. to be. I think Newcastle have too much here. I think Newcastle get the win two one. 2-1. I was going to say 3-1. I think Newcastle are good, and I think Rory, you touched upon it about Palace seem to be better at home rather than on the road. I think going to St. James's is a tough ask. So 3-1. Brentford leads. There's a bit of spiciness about this fixture usually. At Brentford. Tigs? Oh, I got a back. What's his name? 1986. <laughs> I feel sorry for what I we did to him. Oh, yeah, I always back Jesse. <laughs> Leeds are going marching on. It's, yeah, Leeds are going good. marching on with a draw. Yeah, a draw yeah. thing, and that is that draw. is sitting on the fence. This one's very hard to call, but I th- I think a draw will be the way it will go. Rory, yeah, agreed. One one. I'm gonna say one nil leads. See, hear that, Ren? <laughs> 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 Wolves, Southampton at Wolves. Tigers. I haven't been very nice to Southampton this year, and it's gonna carry on. Wolves, <laughs> Wolves one nil. Wolves one nil, Rory. Yeah, I, I think he might be right there. I think it might be Wolves 1-0. And I'm going to go Wolves 1-0, just to mix it up a little bit, I think, on this one. <laughs> do I think that? I really wanted to. Whenever you do the same one, I just want to copy and do the same thing because it went so well this week. Leeds one. But I'm going to say, I, I think Southampton have been better than, than I expected them to be. I'm going to say 1-1. No, I'm not. I'm going to say 2-1 Wolves. I've changed three times. 2-1 Wolves. Final choice. I've written all <laughs> of them. That one means so much. But... <laughs> I've written all of them down, Clayton. So you've got a chance at three different results. 2-1 <laughs> Wolves. Uh, Forest. Here's two promoted teams. Have we had a two promoted teams play each other yet this season? I'm not sure we have. Forest, Bournemouth, though. Uh, Tigers. I can't see... Bournemouth doing anything against anyone apart from Miller. Uh, so, from Miller, yeah. <laughs> Forest. Forest, oh, I don't think it'll be comfortable. I don't think Bournemouth would score, so 1 0 Forest. Yep, Rory. Yeah, Christ is a. Again, can't believe this one's not on TV. Um, I'm going to go for a score draw, 1 1. Christ, we've got a lot of score draws this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to go 2 0 Forest for this one. Uh, can I just jump yeah. in, Rich? Um, you can, of course. I just want to get the first point here. So, Sunday's games, Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you jump in there? <laughs> I just think Leicester are really struggling and Brighton are just going to carry on marching. <laughs> ah, all right, then. Um, go on, then. Um, Aston Villa 0, Man City 12. Would be a decent result. No, I, <laughs> I just pray they don't batter us, please. You know, if we, if Arsenal do us by a lot and City do us by a lot, we could be bottom. I didn't quite realise how after your first four games there, the next two were Arsenal City. That puts Villa in a really tough situation. 
really tough position because you need to pick something up out of either of those two games otherwise people are going to be pointing some fingers thank god they play Leicester and Southampton after that yeah I think it'll be I think Uh, think it'll be 3-0 City 3-0 City I think fairly similar I'm going to say 2 I'm going to say 3-0 City I think I agree Rory I feel like I have to go 3-0 City now (laughs) 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 I was between 3 and 4 yeah could be could be 3 or 4 I say 3-0 as well okay and does okay say they've lost to Arsenal and to City here is Gerrard still in the job if we get if we get battered it puts him more at risk and I mean yeah two five nils for example because yeah. that in itself because you can lose to the good teams in certain ways it yeah. makes a big difference yeah, yeah. if we put up a good account for ourselves in both games and we lose by a single goal or two goals and you can see the progress, then he'll be okay. He won't be any worse off. But if we do get pinged, then there could be some hard conversations to have. I think that puts him yeah. that puts him within a couple of games of losing his job at that point. Yeah, I pretty much agree. Rory, what do you reckon? Do you reckon he stays or after those results? Or it's hard, isn't it? It's um, yeah. I mean, it's not two games that you want to be playing. The two of the most informed teams in the country. Yeah, I mean, you're six games in by that point and there's been no real signs that they're going to be doing a lot this season. I, I would be really worried. Um, but maybe you give him, like I say, they do then play Leicester and Southampton, which are two yeah. more winnable games. Maybe you give him the first eight and you assess after after eight. Do you give him those two games or do you say these are must-win games now? Do we need to make the change early? It's, it's where you, where, when you pull no, the trigger, too, isn't it? I think it's yeah. too early for that. I think it's a bit too I saw, early. I think that. I agree. I think I I agree with what you say. It's the manner of these these games here because I think you can come you can lose both of these games and actually feel like you've turned a corner still yeah. because maybe you've performed well in both of them and you've seen a few signs and you start to work out your best eleven and things. You can get confidence. You can still from lose it. both games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I always think five right. on the five losses on the trot and then it's time to go. I don't think you can survive that as a team yeah. for Villa who are trying to push on. Because if you're losing yeah. five in the trot, you've got a real good chance of going down. Yeah. That's when we um, pulled the plug s- last year. Sorry. Yeah. No, no worries. No worries. On to the Sunday games. We've got Brighton at home to Leicester in the first one. And we've talked about Brighton being very good. We've talked a lot about Leicester not being very good. Will it continue to be that way, Rory? Yeah, I think it may well be. I mean, Brentford... Uh, sorry, Brentford. Uh, Brighton are a team that, that probably aren't going to hammer many teams because they just don't have yeah. the firepower maybe up front. But I think this will be another win for sure for, for Brighton. And I'm going to say uh, 1-0 Brighton. 1-0 Brighton, Tags? I think it'll be, be a bit easier. 3-0 Brighton. 3-0 Brighton. I'm going to say uh, 1-0 Brighton. I don't think it'll be that easy. I still... Still, I'm still waiting for Leicester to turn that corner, which maybe it won't happen, but maybe they'll make it a little bit more difficult in this one. Final fixture. We talked about how how good these fixtures are coming up. We've got Manchester United versus Arsenal on Sunday at 4.30. I am looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a big, bigger test, a bit of a bit of a marker to see how good either of these, these teams are at the moment because we talk about how good Arsenal have been have Manchester United turned a corner playing each other quite 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 excited for it what do you reckon Tags? I think Arsenal oh, 
just see you, you say something, it's don't you? You say something, and then it and then it makes you think. I just think Arsenal stack up really well against this Man United team. How good Arsenal yeah. are going forward, and how how good they are in not necessarily well the final third, but not the not right at the top. I think just that attacking Man United CDM sort of area, Odegaard. I think he's going to cause a lot of trouble there. That's where the game will be won, and I think Arsenal will be comfortable actually. I think 2-0 Arsenal. Okay, comfortable. I see. I like it. Rory? Yeah, I think um I think Arsenal may well edge this one. <sighs> so hard I got No, I am gonna go back on that. I think this might be a draw. I think both teams will be right up for this. Like you say, it's a real measuring stick for both of these teams, isn't it? To see quite where they're gonna be. And I think this will be a draw. I'm gonna go for a thriller, two two. Two two, I quite enjoy that if it was that i'm gonna say that i, I think a draw as well i'm gonna go one one for this one and i think that does just about round up our our look forward to the uh, the future future fixtures we've of course got these midweek fixtures and then next weekends which is we've talked about it a lot of exciting ones in there i think next week's episode We'll have a lot to unpack. It might end up being a bumper episode, as this one might end up as well, with those extra fixtures to look ahead to. Lots to continue to talk about in the Premier League. But, Rory, you've got a question to finish up on, haven't you? Yeah, this was a, a really fun one that, if you're listening, maybe a time after I've asked a question to pause, give yourself a little bit of time to think. But somebody actually sent me this on, on Friday night. So the question is, through the first three game weeks of the Premier League, there has been five players that still play with their shirt tucked in. Can you name those five players? So I know I know one straight off the bat here because I, I can picture it, it, it definitely. Remember, he's but definitely going to have played in the first three game weeks, Rich, because yeah, I, I named Yeah, some. all right. Okay. Well, if you want to play along, pause this now and see if you can get them and then press play and Rory will reveal them at the end of the episode. But can I, can I go with one straight of away? Of course. Rodri. It is. That was one of my guesses. Rodri is correct. He is the only Man City player, but that is that is one. Asperqueta. Again, that's another one. We're two for two already. Great two start. Two for two. Look at us go. Uh, um, uh, I won't lie to you. When uh, Kieran Tierney. That's another play. one. We are three from three. three. We're absolutely flying here. How many are there? The five. Definitely does, doesn't he? There's five. There's yeah. Five. Yeah. If if you need a a, a little clue, then. <laughs> I can say that the last two, there is one player from West Ham and one player oh, from I was Wolves. Noble, but he doesn't play, does he? Noble definitely would have done. <laughs> yeah, Wolves. he would have. Um, is it Jimenez? It's not Raul Jimenez. It's not, no. Neves? It's not Neves, no. you got to think about how you see more short. That's what I think. How you do it. Rodri, you see a lot of short on him. Um, so one from Wolves, one from West Ham. Yeah, I think the one from West Ham I would never have got, but I was kicking myself when I heard the one from Wolves. Wolves. Kicking yourself. It won't be someone like um, Collins or something, will it? No, that was my guess, actually, Rich. Was it? Yeah. Because yeah. you just strikes yourself, you know, centre-half. He's going to be the kind of player that maybe plays old school with the no shirt nonsense. tucked in. So maybe, yeah, it's yeah. Not, maybe it's not a centre-half. and Maybe... Maybe... Antonio? No, no. It is 
Adama Traore from Wolves. Oh, yeah, that oh, makes that's, sense. No, that of he does. is less shirt to grab hold of, you know, with the yeah. greased arms. Oiled up. Yeah. And the West Ham weren't so foul. It's not so foul, no. Wow. That was my pun. When it you is. You, uh, know, you would never get, never guess. Yeah, it. no, it's the keeper, Fabianski. Oh, is it? There you Which go. is one you typically yeah. don't think about, a keeper with, with sort of the shirt tucked in. I mean, Great question. Clearly, you don't think of anyone that. really having the shirt tucked in. That's why there's no, only five players. Yeah, that is. That's a good. I'm going to be. People are going to be keeping an eye out for that now. Shirt tucked watch. I think I put my shirt tucked in. I usually did because they were always massive. Do you know what like, <laughs> you're playing growing up? Like you, you don't buy specific sizes for people, do you? And you'd always have a massive player playing, so you'd always have to buy massive shirts. Those OPFC so, shirts we used to play, they were ridiculous. Oh, my word. Honestly, like a dress. Like a dress. Very good. That just got me thinking, actually. I need people to be looking out for any players playing with their t- their shirts tucked in. And if you see them, you need to tweet us with a, with confirmation, with proof. And uh, Rory, you're going to keep a running total of how many players do. That's where. Uh, that's how we're going to finish every episode. Maybe I will <laughs> do. I will do. Um, but yeah, I think it. though that is where we will end today's episode. Thank you very much for listening once again. What an enjoyable episode, episode of that was, guys. Thank but you very much. It was, wasn't that was it? Good fun. It was indeed. We will continue to do this with episodes coming out every Tuesday. Looking back at the Premier League action, looking ahead to Premier League action and the wider world of football too with some Champions League games coming up soon. But thank you very much for listening. Make sure you do subscribe on YouTube if you've listened over there and maybe even go and leave us some reviews if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, for example. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See you later, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.